Welcome to Baby Boomer Tales. My name's Jim. Spring is in the air. Spring is here! Yay! Spring in the Midwest is very, very nice. We have those flowering trees blooming, the crocus and the daffodils blooming. If they're not blooming now, they'll be blooming pretty soon. The spirea plants, you know what those are? They turn totally white with their flower and it kind of spirals down. It's the best way I can say it. If you don't trim it up, you just let them go. The town to the south of us is full of those spirea plants. It's very pretty driving up and down the roads in that little town. I call it the big town because it's the biggest town we have unless we go the other way to the city. It's different than up in the north central Rocky Mountains where my hometown is located. About this time of year there's mud and brown snow and no sun and cold puddles and you have to take your shoes off as soon as you go inside they're just full of mud. It's not very much fun. And most everybody goes on vacation. Right after the ski areas close, there's really not much reason to even hang out there unless you're trying to make a living. A lot of people do choose to go somewhere else. Usually, oh, February, definitely March, April. Then May hits, and it is absolutely beautiful and gorgeous. Not a prettier place on earth, even though you can get a snowstorm once in a while. But here in the Midwest, things are starting to green up a little, a little. Where I live is very lush, very lush with a lot of different flowering trees and flowers of every kind. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Northeastern Kansas in the springtime. Prettiest place I've ever seen during the spring. Of course, you know, there's a lot of places I haven't seen, but I have seen this one. <laughs> Our unusual fact this week is about tigers. The largest among wildcats is the tiger. Their cubs are born blind and only about half of them survive. They live, oh, 20 to 25 years. A tiger likes to play in water, unlike most cats. A tiger can sprint up to about 37 miles an hour. Luckily for you, they pretty much leave humans alone, or else you'd be dead meat at 37 miles an hour. Gosh, I've had cars that had a hard time driving that fast. Their stripes are also found on their skin, something that really hardly anybody knows about. Tiger's purr. Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Famous tigers, just to name a few. There's Tony Tiger, Tony the Tiger. They're great. Raj from Disney's Aladdin. Shere Khan from Jungle Book. Tigger, you know, Winnie the Pooh and Tigger too. Hobbs from Calvin and Hobbs. So most of these famous tigers are cartoons. But we have the Detroit Tigers. The Cincinnati Bengals. That's a tiger. That tiger on the movie Life of Pi. Wasn't he in the boat with that guy? And of course, we have Tiger Woods. Up the road and to the west of my little hometown, you drive through the Hot Springs town, about 10 miles to the west of my hometown. 
you keep going, you go through the canyon and follow the river and you leave the canyon and you can see the cottonwoods lining the river so you know where the river is there off of the highway. And then you enter K-Town with the cliffs up there on the right. Nice little town. I always thought of K-Town as being a rancher or a cowboy town. You continue driving to the west and you go over a big mountain pass as you continue and you go over that big old mountain where even rabbits fear to tread and then you dip down into the Yampa and drive through Ski Town. Ski Town USA there west of me and you keep going west until you get to Tiger Town. I remember one time I was driving to Tiger Town and it was late at night and I was going quite fast. I was 16 years old. Thought I knew everything, you know what I mean? 16 is a dangerous age for a boy. It really is because they think they know everything and they think they're invincible. And I was going pretty fast, like I said, and all of a sudden I was out in the middle of nowhere there, dark as could be except for my headlights and a big old mule deer ran out right in front of me. Nothing I could do but hit him. I tried to miss him, you know, I swerved a little. I didn't wreck my car or anything from swerving, but I did hit him and it messed my car up a little. Well, I got out of the car and I found the deer laying over there in the ditch and he was not dead. He was very much alive, but he is injured badly. And what am I going to do now? Well, this old cowboy stopped, got out. We looked at the deer, asked me if I was okay and all that stuff. Asked if I had a gun to kill the animal and I said, no, I don't have a gun with me. He says, neither do I, but I got a pocket knife here. It was pretty good size, like what a rancher would carry, you know, one of those with a little holster on the belt, one of those deals. Takes out the knife, picks the deer up, tries to slash his throat, but the deer kind of fights him. He must have had his back broken or something. So then the rancher just started stabbing him in the throat until he died. Looked at me and, whew, I looked at him and go, buddy, you're more a man than I probably ever be. I thanked him. He asked again if I was okay. I got in my car and I took off towards Tiger Town. I had friends there in Tiger Town. I'd known them since I was in junior high school. And through the years, I built friendships with several of them, just from seeing them, you know, and playing against them in games and stuff. There was Gary and Gordon and Doug. And there, about my junior year, this little freshman I met, his name was Dennis. He was the best athlete of the bunch, probably. But Gordon was all-state fullback for his football team. He was named all-state. One summer, the summer before my senior year, Wayne and I drove there and spent a week in Tiger Town, hung out with our buddies. I remember we went to a dance at their high school and the song Last Kiss was playing. And I saw a girl that was so beautiful and pretty. Her name was Sylvia. Well, I think she was out of my league or she was with a date or had a boyfriend or something. All I can remember about her is I stood there with my mouth open while the dance was going on all around me. My buddies were kidding and laughing and we were having fun. Every time I hear that song, Last Kiss, I think of Sylvia. 
not because of the tragedy in the song, but because of the beauty of some girl in a little bitty town out there in the high plains of Colorado. Well, that week, Wayne and I stayed in a little dumpy hotel, but we hung out at their pool hall and hung out at their soda shop. That was cool. We didn't have anything like that in my hometown, a soda shop. Hung out with Gary. His dad was a barber there in town, but I didn't get a haircut. It was a great week, the summer before my senior year. The song of the week this week is Last Kiss by J. Frank Wilson and the Cavaliers. It was recorded in 1964. It was written in 1961 and was also recorded in 62 by the songwriter Wayne Cochran, but it did not do well on the Billboard charts. J. Frank Wilson's version did quite well. In 1964, it spent eight weeks on the Billboard Hot 100 in the top 10. It topped out at number two, and it earned a gold record. It's about two teens on a date in the boy's father's car, and they had a fatal accident where the girl that was with him died. Hold me, darling, for a little while. Tigertown got their name because their school mascot was a tiger. Their colors were orange and black, and they were one of the two schools in our league that had lights on their football field. Our school did not have lights. We played Saturday afternoon football games, as did K-Town, and the little town up north of us by Wyoming, they didn't have lights. But Tigertown did and you'd go over there for a night game on a Friday night, and they'd wear all black. Their helmets were black. Their jerseys were black with orange numbers. Their pants were black. Their shoes were black. And it was hard to see the ball because the lights weren't like, you know, you go to the Chiefs game at a night game, or you go to the Royals baseball game at night, and it's just like daylight in the stadium. It wasn't like that at all. A little Class B school. That's what we were back then, Class B. I think there was Class C, B, A, and Double A, if I remember right. Class C schools had eight-man football. We played 11-man football, but their school was not nearly as big as ours. Well, my senior year, playing that football game over in Tigertown, where Dennis was the quarterback, Gary was the running back, Doug, I believe, was a lineman, and Gordon was their fullback. Maybe Gary was an end. Anyway, one of the kickoffs we kicked off, and my job was to keep the play from going down the sidelines, to push everything to the middle where there was a lot of bodies and we could tackle the returner. Well, I was running as fast as I could, and I ran right into Gordon. That was kind of like running into a brick wall. The guy was built like nobody's business. Like I said, he was a all-state fullback. He was an amazing football player. When a regular play would happen, they'd give it to him, and he'd always gain 5 to 10 yards easily. It was almost impossible to stop him. Well, I didn't even see Gordon. I was trying to get everything going to the middle, and we ran into each other, knocked each other down. Both of us went down. 
Well, since it was so dark and it was at night and they were wearing black, Gordon had the ball. I didn't even know that. And when I ran into him, I wasn't trying to tackle him or I'd have prepared my body, you know, stiffened up and prepared it for the collision. But I didn't even see him and I ran into him. He must not have seen me either because I caused a fumble and we got the ball back. It was amazing. I made this all-state fullback fumble. Now, if I would have seen him coming and I thought he had the ball and I was trying to tackle him, that fumble never would have happened because he was a load. Well, through the game, I remember being a defensive end. My job was to either keep the play from going to the outside or rush the quarterback if it was a pass, and they passed a lot because Dennis was a good quarterback and he could pass that ball very well. And I kept hitting him right as he was letting go of the ball. Well, he had a good good game, but I remember I'd stand over him, then reach my hand down and pull him up every time. He was a friend of mine, but I punished him bad that day, and they won the game something like 42 to 14, something like that. I know that because I got on their old high school yearbook and found the score of our game. I wanted to get on that. You know you can find anything if you Google it. And remember those guys a little because I haven't seen any of them for a very long time. Gary was the all-American kid, probably the head boy in the school, president of his class, all that stuff. He went on to go to school at the Air Force Academy. Gordon, I'm sure, went and played college football. I think Dennis ended up spending most of his life in that area. I did find him by Googling him. I may try to contact him, see if he remembers me. He was such a good player in basketball. He could hit 25-foot jump shots all night long. If they'd had the three-point line back then, he would have averaged 30 points a game. He was amazing. The last I saw any of them, Gary came down to Denver when I was living in Denver. So I must have been still in touch with those guys. And he knew I knew this girl that was the beauty of our school and wanted me to line him up with a date with her. And of course I did. I did. And they went out for a while. I know that. She lived down there close to where I live. <laughs> Good old Gary. He's probably a politician now. Those guys were good guys. That town was a great little town. In a lot of ways, I was envious of them living in a little bitty town like that. Now, my town was very small, granted. But Tigertown was smaller. The school was smaller. It wasn't as busy. And everybody seemed to be closer. I don't know if you know what I mean, but everybody... Where my town, everybody knew you and kind of knew your business, granted. And maybe it was just my perspective on the whole deal. But they just seemed closer. Looked at pictures of that little town and told myself I'd need to go there. Your 16, 17-year-old perspective, though, is always different. And I always remember old J. Frank Wilson going, Oh, where, oh, where could my baby be? Kindness is an act of love. Always be kind. I'll be back next Wednesday. Go Tigers! Peace out.